and welcome to NWR Newscast, episode 5 for November 10th, 2009. I'm your host, I'm Andy Gergen, and with me today is Neil Ronahan. Hey, everybody. And Zach Miller. What the hell? You know, I, I was wondering why my, my glass of water was, was shaking. <laughs> <laughs> I should have seen that coming. Maybe it's the power trying to come back on. <laughs> Okay, so on, on today's episode, we're going to go over the normal things. We're going to go over the uh, downloads for the past couple of weeks on uh, WiiWare Virtual Console and DSiWare, talk about some new releases, and then hit up a few news stories. First up tonight, we're going to talk about what we're, what we're reviewing right now uh, in a little segment I like to call What You're Reviewing Hey-o. for very very creative reasons. Hey, at least but... it's not what you've been playing. It's, it's what you're no, reviewing. That's true. It's something that I yeah. don't think, I mean, taking the G's off of words, that's unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> this is not new business. This is what you're reviewing. Yep. It's a totally different segment. Completely different. <laughs> hey, uh, Neil, what are you reviewing? Um, so I, I've been I've been playing a lot of soccer lately on on my way. That's Wii. right. And, uh, as as you know, anyone who might be familiar with you know what I'm all about is the uh, children. I'm a fan of the, yes, I'm all about the children, just like Pele in uh, <laughs> Academy of Champions, which. Academy of Champions, you know, I think a lot of people wrote it off as, you know, just like, you know, some kind of kitty crappy soccer game. Harry Potter um, and with And that's what I was doing, ball. too. Yeah, Harry Potter with soccer and everything until I was at the Ubisoft booth. Actually, I think uh, I, was, I was over there with Lauren, and we were just playing Rabbits Go Home, which is, is awesome. And then Academy of Champions is right by, and I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And I'm playing it, and it's like Sega Soccer Slam. It's like all these other great arcade soccer games that I that I that I've loved over the years and I was so excited for it immediately shot up to one of my most anticipated games not made by Nintendo and I was really wow. excited for it and then I got it last week and it's terrible it's horrendously awful and I, I want to cry. That's how bad this game is. Why is it bad? Just everything about it the the the, the camera um just all the little minutia with the controls it's just like i've never been so disappointed in a video game in my entire life i'm so happy because now i'm getting the review copy yeah and and i I pretty much (laughs) took myself off the review because i realized that i can't write a biased review at this point because i'm just so disheartened with everything i might even just quit right now with everything related to video games that's how upset i am (laughs) do you have a balance board i i I do have a balance board does it add anything to the game not not particularly. Pretty much the balance board just adds there's there's one mini game that you can do. It's like the freestyle mode where you're like kicking the soccer ball all around. It's kinda neat. I played it at E three. Okay. But it, it's it's nothing amazing. Is Jade in the game? Yes, Jade I'm is in the game. Sold. That's that's all I need. Alright, well, Zach. I haven't uh, seen I guess her we'll, for we'll six hear your years. thoughts next time. Yeah. But moving on to a good soccer game on the Wii is FIFA ten, which is is really just a fantastic game. It's it's uh, it's kind of like Madden 10 in that it's it takes the uh, you know the simulation heavy aspect of the EA Sports games and makes it into this kind of weird combination of you know a little bit of arcade but it still retains all the rules and everything and it's just a really fun game. I'm digging the art style. I'm pretty much like digging everything about it. Cool. It's everything, it's, everything it's that... really really good. And the reviews written up. It's in editing right now. It should go up soon. Um, I guess spoiling it. Um, go read the review if if you know you haven't yet. Um, I I believe I'm giving it an eight five or a nine. Like really, it's a it's a fantastic game. There's a lot to do in it. It's very much it's a Wii soccer game, not exactly you know you like a PS2 game with mo with with waggle. Which Everyth- is, is great. it everything the Pele game is not? 
I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far because it's not really super arcadey and like that's why like I, I think I'm actually gonna go back and play Mario Strikers Charged just in, in the wake of this disappointment with Academy of Champions. <laughs> because that that's a that's a really great example of an arcade soccer game on Wii. And I mean yeah. for anyone that if, if anyone can if anyone's into soccer and they like arcade games, go find Sega Soccer Slam because I've yet to play an arcade soccer game that is better that, than that. That is it's, a good game. I missed that game. If you have an Xbox 360, it's on Xbox Originals, which is totally. Oh, oh really? I'm gonna have to get that. I was too busy playing. Uh, I was too busy playing Sega's Beach Spikers, which was their other really generic. I never played that. Was really that generic, was, uh, was that any good? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I didn't play a ton of it, but it, I picked it up for like ten bucks. Yeah, that's when I, I originally got Soccer Slam. I think for like fifteen, it was just like eh, it looks fun, and then like I was blown away by it. It might be the game that I played the most for ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I for, think for, I think that would worth. probably go. Well, I guess not ten bucks, but I, I was actually playing. Uh, um, oh, I was playing Excite Bike, and then I ended up playing Boshi's Arcade, which is probably like my WiiWare game of the year. That's how much I played it. <laughs> wow. Boshi's but moving Arcade. On to, yeah, it was. Uh, it came out in like January. Okay. I like it a hmm. lot. But moving on to what else I've been reviewing, I, I've been reviewing the the first DSI exclusive retail game. Or oh. I think, or at least the the first North American one. There might have been something that came out in Japan, and you know, with its nifty little white cartridge, um, it's uh, System Flaw, which is from a New Jersey publisher, um, Storm City Games. And pretty much what it does that makes it all DSI exclusive is that it's like a first-person shooter, except for the background uses the DSI camera and it shows you the world around you. So like, you'll you have your radar on screen and. As you move the, con- the move the the console around, the the radar moves around. So basically, you have to like you're like a turret, and you have to spin around in a circle, shooting things and move up and down. And it's kind of a wow. neat it's it's a neat little tech demo. But I'm finding that like I don't really want to play it for more than ten minutes. Like it gets kind of like obnoxious. There's nothing really, you know, like it doesn't really do anything to keep you interested. It's just like kill all the enemies or like patrol for two minutes. Oh. It's like there's just nothing. There's not much to it. So they're kind of putting motion control on the DS with this. Kind of. I don't really know how they do it. Like, I don't... Uh, I'm not really sure on how they, they, they register all the movement. I'm not really good with all the technical aspect. I'm a writer, damn it, not a designer. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's 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 cool how they all do... It's like this really cool concept, but it's just the execution's kind of lacking. I really compare it to Scribblenauts, which... I mean, it's Scribblenauts and System Flaw have really cool ideas, but it's just when you put it into practice, it kind of turns sure. out flat. Now, do you think that these these initial DSi exclusive games will be kind of like? Remember when the DS first came out, there were a lot of tech demos for games. Yeah. Do you think that's yeah, how these yeah. first few DSi exclusive games will be? Developers trying to figure out what they can and can't do. I I would definitely I would definitely think so. But I mean. With a DSi exclusive game, what what the hell do you really have that yeah. a regular DS doesn't have besides, I right. guess, a little more power and the cameras? And I have a feeling that you're not going to really see a lot of developers just taking advantage of the DSi because they have more memory. Well, I'd like to see kind of a Link's Awakening kind of thing with where the more memory yeah. gets you more dungeons. Yeah, like I think that would be really cool. And they kind of have that a little bit. I think Ubisoft put out some like bullshit cooking game that has like some bonus recipes on DSI, right. but I think that's that on RFM. I think that's more of a gimmick than anything else because I don't really know if there's any kind of technical limitation holding back that game. I'm sure it's not. 
Well, they, they could use the uh, 256 megs of built-in storage to do game installs to lessen the loading time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Man, has anyone ever noticed yeah. that? Like how there's load there's load times on some DS games. Like I don't yeah, get bizarre. that. Yeah, I don't get that's it either. Really it's annoying. There are big fat load times in the Tomb Raider Underworld on DSi or DS. Yeah, I know Quantum of Solace for DS also had load times, and I think Six Flags Fun Pile of Crap also <laughs> had, uh, had some load times. But as far as, uh, I guess I'll finish up my part of what you're reviewing, as, as I was verbose with my uh, my sadness over Academy of Champions. <laughs> but um, I should be getting Need for Speed Nitro and Food Network Wii. Um, both of them should be coming in, like, tomorrow. I think they would have been here today, but it's Veterans Day that we're recording this. Yeah. So. You know, I'm not going to lie. I am actually kind of interested in Food Network for Wii. Yeah, um, I played the demo at E3, and, I mean, it was Oh, my gosh, fun. I played that, too. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, and everyone yeah. when I was playing it, everyone would come up and they'd be like, "Oh man, is this the Food Network game?" And the guy would be like, "Yeah, you want to play?" And they'd be like, "Nah," and then they just walk away, like because there were there were two there were two like systems right next to each other, and like I was I was playing on one and the other one was open, and like probably five or ten like five to ten people came up, some in like packs of two or three, and they'd be like, "Oh damn, is this the Food Network?" Yeah, you want to play? Nah, just uh, later. <laughs> that was also right near the the Wii Cheer Two booth. Where uh, there was just like a a circle, a bubble around the entire Wii Cheer section as people would just walk as far away as they could. (laughs) And all the people there being like, come on, play the game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay, Zach, uh, what are you reviewing? I I am reviewing Ben 10 Vilgax Attacks for the Wii. Uh, You'd think it would be crap. When I put it in... I know, especially with the D3 publisher games. That I've been reviewing, like Secret Saturdays and Astro Boy. Oh, the Secret Saturdays and Astro Boy. That's right. You hated that, too. But, uh, <laughs> but Ben 10's kind of cool. It it kind of reminds me of Spyborgs. It's just a beat-em-up. It's a very simplistic beat-em-up. And what's kind of cool, the only hook. You know, if, if this weren't in the game, I'd hate its guts. But you can you can switch between ten different alien bodies. And they all have context-specific uh, actions, but they also perform differently. Like, there's a big uh, kind of a bipedal ape dinosaur that's really strong, but he's slow. He can move heavy objects. Then you got this monkey who can climb pipes and spit spider webs. And, you know, then you got two guys who can glide long distances. So it's actually kind of cool how they mix it up. Now, I... I... I remember I, I saw this game at some post-A3 event, and I think it was at A3, too. I don't know if anyone really played it from our site there. But um, it reminded me a lot of Cameo, which was like the Xbox 360 Oh, title. yeah, I yeah, I can see that. It's supposed to be on GameCube, because you're, you're switching between all the different aliens, much like you switched between the, I don't even remember what they were, the, the different creatures, or right. like maybe they were elemental things. I don't know. But, I mean, it Cameo's seemed kind of fun, actually. Is Ben 10 based on a, like an anime or something? It it's, a, it's a Cartoon Network show. And, okay. and isn't, he, isn't he older now? Yeah, he, it's like season two, and he's an older, he's a teenager or something, yeah. And you know, the, the saddest part of that game is Colonel Campbell from Metal Gear Solid is his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird hearing Colonel Campbell talk in a cartoon like that. But no, it's not a bad show. And I... I I actually collect, when they're on sale at Fred Meyer, I buy the little alien action figures because they have some really cool designs. Yeah, the the aliens in that game look 
looked kind of neat. Yeah, I yeah, like they, 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 they have cool character designs and everything. Not that that show is necessarily my bag, but it's almost a Wind Waker aesthetic. Like yeah. some of them, I can see being in Wind Waker. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I like. That. But the game's not not crap, so I was surprised yeah, by that. That's always a good surprise. And the other game I'm reviewing is awesome. It's uh, um, Space Invaders Extreme Two. And it, is it extreme? Is it more extreme? You know what? Is it they, extremer? They turn it up to eleven. Oh damn! Wow. They do. So it's, so this is so this is light years beyond like, this the is original. Like, space, this is like Space, space Invaders, Invaders extreme. extreme squared. Well, I, I think that's probably <laughs> where the name comes from. Maybe yes. Oh, go, ooh, I see that. Yeah. Right <laughs> ah. We've been that's... seeing it all wrong. Everyone <laughs> has. It's actually right. Space Invaders Extreme Squared. It's to the second. Yeah, to the second power. <laughs> to the two. Uh, but no, it's it's exactly the same as Space Invaders Extreme. Just some of the game mechanics have been tinkered with. I mean, if you've never played Space Invaders Extreme 1, you could go right out and buy Space Invaders Extreme 2. It would be almost the same experience, but you'd have a better time. So what you're saying is the story doesn't pick up right where the first one left off. No, there's surprisingly <laughs> little continuity. I was, you know, I was amazed. Uh, but but uh, I, I just love it. The only thing about it is I'm writing my review right now, and I got it in the mail like two days ago, because there's nothing to do beyond, you know, score attack and time attack. Once you beat, mm-hmm. once you Which beat I guess, those... I mean, what else could you do in that type of game, though? I mean, that's like, exactly it right. Like it's based around... For what it is, it's excellent, but you have to be willing to accept that. Yeah, it's like if you're into that type of game, you're going to love it, but I don't think it's really going to win over people who don't give a crap about those types of games. Right, right. Does, does it work with the, the paddle controller that never was released in the U.S.? I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure it still does. It does, That's and in, in fact, uh, there's an option in the multiplayer where you can seek out players who are using a paddle. <laughs> oh, nice. I do not have Kinda a like paddle. The... It wouldn't work anyway because I have a DSi. Yeah, kind of like the way the, the the when you play Mario Kart online, it tells you if you're using the Wii wheel or not. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. They also do that in a uh, Excite Bike World Rally, where they show yes, you they if do. you're doing the uh, the normal controls or the like uh, classic controls. Yeah, sure, sure. But I really do love it. It's a it's a great game. It it goes up to eleven. At one point in the game, it's so <laughs> funny. It's like you enter a bonus mode. All the aliens turn yellow, and you just start shooting them, and they all turn into points that rain down from the sky. So it's like this <laughs> wow. orgasmic shower of points. <laughs> and and wow. you get just a ridiculous score after that, and you're all hyped up, and let's do you it know, again. Spe- speaking of Space Invaders Extreme 2 going to 11, how would this sound for a Ben 10 sequel? Ben 11. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't do that for the second season. <laughs> I think... <laughs> He can only fit ten ten aliens on his silly little watch. He, he needs to upgrade that shit. Ben ten, maybe like a Ben ten point one. Maybe maybe a, <laughs> a, a Ben ten squared. Yeah, where, where it's a hundred aliens. There you I go. I hope I'm doing my math right, or else it's gonna be embarrassing. Ben XI. <laughs> there you go. And then and then in the mail, I'm getting soccer, the soccer game that Neil hates, and uh, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. And I'm getting, I'm getting. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 on the DS, and I love the first game on the DS. Uh, N Space did an incredible job with that. 
Yeah, they, I mean, I I think this is their this is their third Call of Duty game on it because they did uh, Call of Duty Four, um, World at War, and now this. And I mean, from what I've been hearing, it's like they've just been, you know, all right with Call of Duty Four. There were some issues. They fixed them for World at War. All right, there were some issues there. They fixed them for Mobilize. And I think they're just getting into this nice r- rhythm of doing these games yearly. And I think it's turning out a better and better product. Yeah, they did such a kick-ass job with the first Call of Duty Four, so I can't oh. wait to see this one. Yeah. Cool. All right, so Andy, what have you got? On on Monday, I got my review copy of A Boy and His Blob. Joy! Hug the blob! Hug the blob! I Oh, man, I have been hugging the crap <laughs> out of that blob. Uh, I, I love that blob. Burn out that D-pad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I put about, I don't know, maybe three hours into this game so far or so. It, I played through about, I think I played through exactly uh, 25% of the game. Yeah, because uh, you, you wow. finished the first world, and there's uh, there's four worlds with... 80 levels. Yeah. Not not each, because that would be yeah. ridiculous. Uh, no, it's it's great. It is it is really phenomenal. And I you know I, I like it the more I play it. The visual style and, grows on me with every level that goes by. Every level that goes by, I see like a little bug flying in the background. Or I, 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 I hear the rain, and then I realize that I, I have, there's rain on the screen. I didn't even see it at first. I heard it first. Nice. And that to me was it's, very, it's very just, cool. That is an absolutely beautiful game. And like... Yeah. Uh, that that was another uh, I guess E three hype casualty, but in this case it it paid back everything in spades. Like this game is is fantastic, and I I actually I remember when I got to the end of the first world, I was like, you know what, this is really good, but if it just keeps up doing this, it'll still be fun. But I hope they add more to it, and they add more to it, and they continue to like add at least like more creativity to the game as you go through, and it's really just a a fantastic experience from start to finish. The difficulty level is certainly ramping up. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that anything in the first world has been necessarily like all that hard, but I can get a, I can really get a flavor for how it's going to get significantly. It's not harder. the kind of game that's like ridiculously hard, but what makes it hard is when you try to go for all the treasure chests with then unlock yeah. like bonus levels. Like is that's like kind of what makes it hard. It's I would definitely I would definitely compare it to Wario Land, although more in like you know they're they're both hand drawn animation not really in the style that they're played but kind of more in the setup yeah but i mean with the treasures and everything cuz you find treasures in yeah Wario it's the same thing like that where you know you know Wario Land Shake it was the same thing where you could blow through it pretty easily but if you wanted to go back and collect everything and get all the little like uh the treasure achievements and everything right. then it became really hard and i mean Wario Land Shake it is is amazing and i think Boy and his Blobber is amazing as well I got all of the treasure chests in the first world, and as I was getting them and playing through the challenge levels, because that's the way that it works, is as you collect treasures in the regular levels, you unlock challenge yeah. levels. And the reason they're challenge levels is because instead of going back to the most recent piece of ground that you touched before you died, when you die, you go back to the start of yep. the level every single time you die. And, and they're also, they're also they're, there's some that are, that are pretty short. Um, usually mm-hmm. they're focused on, like, you know, they'll give you, like, two types of jelly beans, Right. Because right. you know, and some like as you get further into the game or even early on, like you have, you know, a full assortment of like you could have like up to I think like six or eight jelly beans that you could use at once. So there's, you know, kind of multiple ways to get through it. Sure, sure. But in the uh, challenge levels you need to be very creative with how you use everything and some of them yes, get really, really creative. So I was as I was playing through the challenge levels and unlocking the concept art, I was like, you know, this is kinda nice. It's kinda cool to see how it evolved. But then I got to the last piece of, of bonus art that you get for the first level, and it was a video. And oh I won't my spoil God. what's in the video. But oh. when I saw that video, I literally I, – I suddenly knew that I was going to be getting every piece of additional content in this game. 
It just, I you know, I, I'm not I, I'm I, not a completionist, but this game I'm gonna have to do it because I need to see all the videos if there's more of them, and I'm sure there is. Um, as as far as I know, I haven't gotten quite everything in the game. I like beat the uh, the main story, and then I, I'm still working and getting all the different treasure chests. But I don't know if anything really tops that first video. But that first video is hysterical and so cute yeah, and adorable. It's it's really it's great. This is. This is probably the epitome of an all-ages game, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Nice. Yeah, really I, I agree. This it's, game it's, appeals to everyone. Yeah, I, I don't really, like, there's, I don't know if there's really a person alive, except for, like, people that are, you know, all into, like, you know, first-person shooters and stuff, that, like, I wouldn't be like, hey, you should play this game, it's really cool. If Pixar made games, this would be a Pixar yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. I really, I really want to get this, because it's 40 bucks right now, right? I think so. I think that's yeah, so that's what it came out as. 40. Well, yeah. when it hits the spy board price, I'll I'll definitely get it. <laughs> yeah, I w- I would recommend that you don't let this one pass you by. No, no, yeah. it's on my list. So let's go to the uh, the downloads. First up for WiiWare, we have uh, Excitebike World Rally, Frogger Returns, Dragon Master Spellcaster, <laughs> Carnival King, Aha! I Got It Escape Game, <laughs> and Family Card Games. Uh, any of you guys play these? Um, no. I've been I've been playing a lot of Excite Bike World Rally. I mean, I was I was really pumped for this when it first got announced, and um, I'm loving the crap out of it because it's just it's like the original Excite Bike mer- merged with Excite Truck and Excite Bots, which is probably my favorite new I guess series or reinvention of a series this generation. It does look good. I'm thinking about getting it. Yeah, it's it's really good. I picked it up on Monday and played a couple of games with uh, Lucas Belichki who. You may notice is not on the show right now. Luke has left our fair website. We we could always just say there was an epic trade that went down in which I was me and Lauren were traded for Luke. So I mean that's pretty much what happened. Just over the over the span of a month. We're really pushing the salary cap over here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh yeah, so Excitebike World Rally. I picked this up on Monday and I gotta say I'm I'm also liking it quite a bit. I played online for a little bit. Uh, I played the single player pretty much through the first three uh three levels. Yeah, that's the one thing that I haven't done so much is I haven't taken it online yet, but that's more because of my limi- limitations at college where the internet is a little dodgy whenever I uh, go online. Like, for instance, it, it took me probably 20 minutes and two tries to download the stupid game. Oh, wow. But but I've been playing a lot of the single-player mode, and I'm, I'm, I just uh, actually, right before recording, I, I didn't S-rank everything, but I'm in the last cup. And I'm, I'm I have like a B and A ranks there, and I'm working through it. But I really, really like the way it, way it plays. So, are you playing with the the classic controls or the tilt controls? I tried the tilt controls, and it just I don't know. It's Excite Bike that way. It, it just it feels to me to be a more you know non waggle experience. And mm-hmm. I'm also doing it where it's the the typical um I guess just the side like the head on from the side view. As opposed to the new like tilted angles that they have, I tried those for a little while, but I don't know. It's just I guess my how I'm playing this game is I'm playing it old school. I'm not playing it new school. Which I guess if I if I were playing it new school, it would probably be just as good. But it's with all the weird angles on the tilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've been using the classic control mostly too. I, I don't think the tilt feels particularly natural. I don't for really this think game. it's like not. It, I mean, it might be as responsive, but for me, I guess just the way I'm playing the game, it's not as responsive. Well, it kind of goes back to one of the problems with motion control in general is that it's not necessarily that it's like that it's imprecise. It's just really, really hard for you to make the motions with yeah. the precision with, with the same precision you can with the with the digital interface. Well, I mean, that's so. the same thing. I mean, with another. Nintendo classic being revamped for the Wii with Punch-Out is how they had the, the motion controls for punching, and 
I know, you know, it's perfectly fine, but if you're familiar at all with the, the original game, it's just like, it, for me, I couldn't wrap my mind around it. I had to play it with buttons. Yeah. Yeah, and you know it. It, it seems the, the the isometric view in in, in Excite Bike is it's weird. I don't I don't I don't dislike it, and I can play with it on. But yeah. I just I I greatly prefer going back to the old I side. Feel, yeah, I like I like the sense of depth, like the the depth perception with um like just the the head on from the side mode as opposed to the other ones. Because then I get like lost in the shuffle, and I can't tell which is where, like which yeah, obstacle yeah. is where. Um, and have you guys tried the track editor at all? Um, I screwed around with it. I haven't really done anything of note, but I mean, it, it looks really easy to use, and it has everything. All the tools that they made the game with, pretty much, are all there. So I played with it. I played with it a little bit, and what I was kind of surprised was that they really pretty much took the track editor. At least, you know, maybe I haven't gotten too far, too far into it yet, but it seems like they pretty much took the track editor almost exactly as it was on the NES yeah. version and copied it with with the whole letter system. And it seems to me like. That's almost being intentionally archaic because you could do way you could do it way easier than that now. But I think just the like how how that works. I mean, it's I mean how the track editor worked in the original, which which was really easy to use. And if you think about that, you know that came out in the what like eighty eighty six or something, the mid to late eighties, and that's user generated content way ahead of you know the modern era where it's all the rage now. And I mean, I think it works fine. It worked fine twenty years ago. It works fine now. I was just hoping to see maybe like a little, like a like a preview. Like you pull, you hit a button, you hold on a button maybe, and it gives you a visual icon of each of the things you can pick, and then you can just pick that with a pointer. Yeah. That's kind of what I was hoping for, but it's not. Yeah, it's not like the one they gave us didn't doesn't work. I was just yeah, it's, it, it's not like there's anything see. wrong with it. It's just that there's other ways how it could have taken, it could have used the system to its advantage. Sure. Yeah. Uh, do you guys play any of the other games? I was um, kind of interested in, in Frogger, but I didn't get around to trying it out. Yeah, I know uh, this this week, which was Excite Bike Frogger and Dragon Master Spellcaster, which is a fun name to say, so I'll say it yeah. again: Dragon Master Spellcaster. Dragon but Master I mean, all three of those games, I was I was interested a little bit in Frogger Returns. I mean, I, I've never like you know, it's not like I was uh, uh, popping quarters into machines all the time playing Frogger, but I always enjoyed that, and it looked like the remake. I mean, it seems cool. It just seems a little bit just a very straight remake remake of it with updated graphics, which I guess what yeah, else would I mean, you want from Frogger? You know, do you need updated graphics in a Frogger game? It's Frogger. Yeah. Yeah. I think they have different like, different levels and different obstacles, but yeah, and I know the they have some new items too. The and the graphics the graphics look nice. Yeah, they do. At least yeah. from what I saw the screenshot. Yeah, and it's <laughs> only five bucks. I don't really think you'd get like a virtual console arcade version for that cheap. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well Dragon Master Spellcaster I was I was really looking to get that, I mean, we had a preview up on the site where we uh, we worked with the developer Stickman Studios, and you know, got a nice preview up there, and it looked interesting. And you know, I was looking at all like the the videos that came out when it came out, and I mean, it looked like this kind of like fun, like almost Panzer Dragoon kind of like fight, like you know, dragon battling game. Nice. Sure. And and I was about to download it this morning, kind of for the purposes of this. It's only five dollars. I figured it was worthwhile, and then uh. You know, something happened with the campus internet, and I wasn't able to download it. And oh. then I went to class, came back, was like, oh, I'll go download it. And I noticed that there was a few reviews up now, and nothing good. It's like, apparently the game uses the nunchuck to move your dragon around. The motion control on the nunchuck oh, no. to move your dragon around, which is 
a terrible, terrible idea, <laughs> considering that I think Andy, you even mentioned um, the nunchucks limitations on when you were on RFN one of the past two weeks, where you mentioned Wii Sports Resort and how with the uh, the the uh, with archery you can just flick the nunchuck to zoom in. Yeah, mm-hmm. the nunchuck motion control has always been really rudimentary. Yeah, I mean, and it's in- intentionally so. I mean, the power is in the Wii Remote, but yeah. you don't want to have your movement of your character tied to moving the nunchuck around. That's really awful. That's a horrible idea. You know, the Panzer uh, Dragoon games seem like a good fit for the Wii. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, there haven't been a whole lot. I mean, you think there would be like, well, I mean, the, the rumor's always been a Star Fox game. I mean, Star Fox and Panzer Dragoon are pretty similar, so yeah. I, I mean, mean, haven't really seen a lot of that. Well, I, I, I think, well, the lesson to be learned from Dragon Master Spellcaster is that don't use the nunchuck motion for movement on anything. I think, you know, I remember in WarioWare Smooth Moves, it's been a while since I played, like, the main version of that game, but they had the little Star Fox, like, you know, like the boss uh, micro game in that. And that would, that worked really well. I remember that used the Wii Remote, and you tilted it from side to side, and it was awesome. That was probably my favorite part about WarioWare besides the multiplayer. Yeah. And I'm I'm still sad that we haven't seen that, you know, that wholehearted Nintendo effort into something like Star Fox. Well, someday they'll release a kind of a nunchuck motion plus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a glove that fits inside. That's you, right. You slip your nunchuck already inside. <laughs> yeah. You have to, well, okay. no, no. What you would have to do is you would have to plug the nunchuck into this device. Right, and then plug that <laughs> And then you would have to, the... there would be another, there would be another cord that would then go <laughs> to the, to the nunchuck. Plus. It would go into the Wii Motion Plus and through the Motion Plus and then go into the remote. So now, whenever you would want to use this Wii Motion and nunchuck plus whole thing, you would need to connect like eight different things to get it to work. <laughs> it's the 32X all over again. Yes, yes. <laughs> Moving on to Virtual Console, we have Fighting Street, which was originally out on the Turbo CD. That would be the uh, the, the game that was the first in the Street Fighter 2 series. I think you can call stri- it the Street Fighter yeah, 2 series. Yeah, the Street series. Fighter 2 series. I mean, uh, uh, that's not really a fighting game, though. Isn't it like a beat-em-up? It's a brawler. No, it's a, it, it's a one-on-one fighter. I, I have Street Fighter 1 on a, on a PS2 compilation, but I haven't put a lot of time into it because it's not a very good yeah, game. Yeah, it's Street Fighter 2 is really the start of that series. Yeah, yeah. It really, really is. There's no reason to play this game in my opinion. <laughs> Moving on from Fighting Street, we have a handful or, or a couple of uh, Sega Master System games and the original R-Type and Wonder Boy 3. Oh, you mean Dragon's Curse? And they come out on like Turbo Graphics <laughs> like two years ago? They're the same damn game. <laughs> and this is, the, how... this is the inferior version <laughs> of that game. How, and actually... how many Wonder Boy titles do we have now? I, th- I think, um, I know, I think Chris Kohler over at Wired Game Life once did, I mean, this was like a year or two ago, so there's probably been like eight more added, but how, like, <laughs> with the Wonder Boy and Adventure Island and, like, uh, Dragon's Curse, like, they're all kind of linked, and I think there might be, like, at, at, at the least, three versions of one game. Wow. Because <laughs> like, it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting history with, like, all those different games. But why make but, us pay five bucks, eight bucks a pop for a slightly yeah. changed version but, of the but Different that's game. the funny is that is that pretty much if if you want to save a dollar you buy the master system version or you can just pay six dollars mm-hmm. instead of five and get Dragon's Curse which is pretty much the exact same game just by that the Wonder Boy title and it looks better and plays better. Yep. They should release wow. all the different versions of Primal Rage. I would buy them all. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as our type goes, I'll just I'll just give a big yawn for that because our type has never I've never I'm not really a big fan of those kind of shmup games and our type I don't I, yeah, I can't master. I remember playing our type. It wasn't as balls out as some of the other games of its type. 
And then there, there's... It's, the, it's like the 50th shoot 'em up on the virtual console right. at this point. I don't. 50th? I just You're don't being care. generous, man. That's true. We have like 300 games or yeah, so yeah, now. Yeah, maybe, we might, maybe be, in, more we like might be in the trips with this one. <laughs> but the, the last virtual console game is, is a Commodore 64 game, which probably predates me by about 10 to 15 years. So I got nothing. I, you know, it, it's <laughs> Cybernoid. The game we're talk, talking about is Cybernoid for the Commodore 64. And I got to be honest, there are actually a handful of Commodore 64 games that I would like to see on virtual console. Such as. And none of them are there yet. Um, such as Blueprint, Gorf, Lazarian, Omega, Omega Race, Radar know, Rat uh, Race. I know um, Lindemann, uh, John Lindemann, director of NWR, bowed to him and everything. Um, I know he's a big fan of, I mean, with the Commodore 64 games, I know he talks about Last Ninja 2, I think is very good, which came out recently. Or even the I first haven't played one. Last I, think they, I, I don't think they hold up as well, but I no, think they, were, they were good back in the day. I actually did grow up with a Commodore 64. It was my it was my very first video game system before oh, I had an NES. Yeah. Uh, so there's there are some games on Commodore 64 I would buy, but I haven't seen any of them on the virtual console. Does it have fake wood paneling? I don't think it had fake wood. That's, that's the Atari 2600. Oh, okay, I'm getting my old system. Or maybe 5200. Commodore 64 was a lovely shade of gray with a rainbow logo. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, I've played those before. Yep. Nice. Good old C64, man. With the uh, bright blue screen. Ah, uh, yes. Anyway, moving on to DSiWare, we've got Sparkle Snapshot. Oh, joy! Viking Invasion. Tower Battle of Giants Dragons. I'm not sure if that's the mm. larger series of Battle of Giants, but, you know, whatever. There's a colon in the title. Bomberman Blitz and Electroplankton, uh, which is actually five releases. Uh, it's different modes of the original DS game split into different 200-point bite-sized portions. Oh, what the heck? Just put them all on the same game. Yeah, yeah. They were all one title and now, now they are five. Yeah. Yay. Well, I mean, considering that Electroplankton was, was so hard to find when it was even out, I mean, this is a good way to kind of preserve it, I guess. I don't really know if I'm ever going to bite. I might I might get the Hand and Bow one just because, you know, I, I like Brawl, so. <laughs> I'm just so disappointed in the DSiWare. I, you know, the, the Mario versus Donkey Kong game was the first and, let's be honest, only real game on the DSiWare so far. Um, I would argue that the art style games, I think, are, are fantastic. Maybe um, when you put them all together. Sure, yeah. I mean, I haven't played any DSiWare games yet, but, you know, uh, aside from su- hardcore Sudoku fans, I I don't know that I've seen a whole lot that would I mean, you also have Thorium Wars, which is a, a, you know, a, it's a retail game, pretty much, on DSiWare. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I've, I've, I really, I have no complaints with, um with DSiWare, but that probably also directly correlates to the fact that I'm in love with the art style games. Yeah. I guess yeah. my question is, when are we going to have a, a Game Boy Virtual Console? Yeah, that that would be that would be so awesome. But, it seems um, like an obvious idea. Maybe, yeah. I, know, I don't know why they don't want I, I'm pretty sure Battle of Giants Dragons is uh, like maybe a toned-down retail release. Hmm. And uh, I don't really know much about that game. It's kind of like I, I hear something... That sounds generic about fantasy or sci-fi, and I usually just ignore it. Hmm. And Viking Invasion, I know, is just a kind of like a simplistic tower defense game, which yeah, I don't think is. is really that bad. I just think it's you know, there's tons of tower tower defense games everywhere at this point. Yeah, that genre's kind of, like, kind of taken off. Yeah. yeah, it really has. And the Bomberman Blitz, I think. I mean, there's like a Bomberman thing everywhere, and this is a nice little five dollar <laughs> multiplayer version of it. Which Bomberman yeah. multiplayer is a lot of fun, and I think if it you is. have a bunch of friends with, if you have a bunch of friends with DSiWare or with DSIs that all pick it up, like that would be a, a great game to play. 
So I was looking on my, my Twitter feed a couple days ago, and someone had bought Bomberman Blitz for their DSi. And I don't remember who it was, if it was someone from staff or if it was someone elsewhere. But they mentioned that the game doesn't have a download play yeah. Bomberman Blitz. Instant and I got to fail. thinking, like, how many of these downloadable games support single single system multiplayer? Um, I wonder. I think Dr. Mario... No. Dr. Mario might not. I think you might no, be able to have the ability to send a demo. Um... One of the art style games might have... Yeah, one of the art style games does have single-card multiplayer. I think uh, Box 10, or is that the name of it? Base 10, Base 10. That's the Base name 10, of it. yeah. Um, there might be a few others, but those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. But it's sort of one of those things where do you think that they are discouraged or uh, not interested in putting in single-system multiplayer? I can't call it single-card, I guess, because there's no card involved. Yeah. Just because the games are cheap and they kind of want everyone to buy I mean, I would own. definitely imagine, oh, imagine awesome. so. I think the only good thing about having single-card multiplayer is that it's 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 kind of a way to show off DSiWare to regular DS owners. Yeah, and I, yeah, I tend to agree, but then you have to make all of your DSiWare... Well, I guess not all of your DSiWare. You have to make sure your DSiWare game is compatible on regular DS, even yeah. though no DS owners will be purchasing it. So I wonder if that's sort of a resources that they don't want to spare. I don't know. There's a lot of things that go into that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. DSiWare. So moving, moving Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so moving on from the download section, let's go over to new releases. And I don't know that we have a whole lot to say about this particular section of releases. I know next time we record a podcast, we will, because there's a fairly large game coming out in the next uh, couple of weeks. What? New Super you Mario Brothers Wii! <laughs> you may have heard of Super Mario Brothers Wii. I don't know. So, this, right. so for, for this episode, we have Pro Evolution Soccer 2010, another soccer game for uh, you soccer fans out there, I guess. Yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Reflex. We talked about that earlier. Harvest Moon Animal Parade for the Wii. Uh, Lego Rock Band for the Wii and DS. Academy of Champions for the <laughs> <laughs> Band Hero for the Wii and the DS. I'll be talking about that probably next time on my What's Your Review in segment. Rabbids Go Home for the Wii and DS. Uh, I'm... Unsure. Is this just another minigame compilation? No, or is Rabbit's it actually Go Home is, game? like, fantastic. It's a comedy okay. adventure that's, like, it's kind of like this weird, like, Katamari platformer. And, um, I actually, uh, Pedro Hernandez is going to be on the review, but, um, Rabbit's Go Home wound up being mailed to my house. So, it came in on, like, a Friday, and I wasn't going to be able to send it out until Monday. So I opened it up, and it was like, oh, I'll play a little bit of it. And, you know, asked Pedro, I'm not that kind of jerk. But uh, <laughs> but I I played I I sat down and I played with it with uh, Lauren you know my my fiance and contributing writer Lauren Lewandowski and um she like there's there's like a Super Mario Galaxy co-op mode in it that is actually a lot of fun because the second player who's pointing at the screen can actually kind of help you out more and kind of in the way of Super Mario Galaxy but I think it works better in this game and it's really you have two rabbits and they have a shopping cart and one's grabbing stuff and the other one's pushing them around. And you go fast, and you loop around. You have to like shout at humans to get their clothes off, so you can collect them. It's got this really weird and zany. I guess maybe it's French style sense of humor, <laughs> and it's really like I I I love this game. It's it's fantastic. Isn't it's it unfortunate. with rabbits? I mean, that is cool. It it, it pretty much is. Uh, I would I would say it's more of a platformer than Katamari is. Because it's, it's, there's it's not like there's a strict time limit, which I think is a big part of Katamari, is that there's usually that time limit and that right, goal you have to get. Right. This it's kind of like more like collect a bunch of crap. <laughs> but the game, I I think the the best thing I can say about this game is that when I mailed the game off to Pedro um this Monday, I actually went out later that day and bought it. Yeah, nice. Very nice. Yeah, and there's a rabbit in your remote. Yes, 
and it's it's crazy. And there's all these little codes. Like I, I went online today and got all the codes for it because you can get like a an assassin rabbit, a prince rabbit. Sadly, no Jade Rabbit. You can get a Splinter Cell one. A Leonardo. A Leonardo from TMNT. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what my little rabbit is right now. He's he's Leo from, from wow. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You're making me cry over here. And there's also Best Buy Rabbits, because I guess uh, there was some deal with Best Buy. And Capri Sun plays a <laughs> role in the game. <laughs> rabbits uh, go product. If you ask yeah. the, rab- the Best Buy Rabbit for help, he will just sneer at you. Yeah, there's a Geek Squad one and like a regular Best Buy worker. It's it's kind of funny. Wow. The Geek Squad one will blow up your computer. <laughs> so we also have Cop the Recruit for the DS. James is going uh, to love that game. Apparently there's a lot of like, I guess, I don't even Bad know. Bad translations. What, yeah, just terrible translation. English, if you will. I, I told him it sounds like this year's Disaster Day of Crisis. I mean, it doesn't really seem like it was... It, it doesn't really look like a bad game. It's like a 3D Grand. It's like a 3D Grand Theft Auto style game on the DS, and it looked impressive from what I what I've seen about it. You know, one of the most recent issues in, of Nintendo Power did a really big spotlight on this game. They're saying that it looked. I mean, it looks pretty good based on that, but I haven't seen any any yeah. video of it yet. I just think the box art looks silly. Yeah, it does, and the whole idea of it's really silly because it's like you're like. You know, some cop that used to, like, be a criminal, and now he's a cap. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a show on USA. And, it, and I think he I think he has, like, blonde hair, and, like, he looks like a pretty boy. He's Leon Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from Cop the Recruit, we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare Mobilized for DS. Which I actually mistaken earlier. We actually had Call of Duty Modern Warfare Reflex for the Wii earlier. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Mobilize is the one we actually talked about yeah, earlier. So Modern Warfare Reflex is just uh, Call of Duty 4 remake for, for Wii. It looks like There's no... ass. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess one last note on the new releases is Harvest Moon Animal Parade, which, once again, if you if you, if you you read my lovely fiancé's work on the site, it's pretty much all Harvest Moon related because uh, she's, <laughs> she's the Harvest Moon editor. She kind of likes and, Harvest uh, Moon. Yeah, um, she loved the crap out of the game at E3 and has pretty much been waiting for it since before then. And first it was supposed to come out in September, got delayed to October, then it was set for November 10th. So we go out on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 day, and <laughs> we stopped by a GameStop. Like, we went out and got something to eat, and then we stopped by a GameStop at about 7 o'clock at night, and there was, like, probably a line about 20 or 30 people deep in line to buy Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I was like, where the hell were you people at midnight or like any other time of the day? What the (laughs) hell are you doing here? (laughs) So then we left that GameStop and, you know, we went to another one and then we were, we were, uh, we were told that, oh, it ships today. It'll be in tomorrow. That's what they tell me at my GameStops. Yeah. So, so, so we go home all upset and then today, um, November, what is today? November 11th. And, uh, once again, we 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 well, we call the GameStops and we get told that oh no, it ships today. So so what the hell? Like is this game just? This is like Africa all over again. Africa got like was announced that it came out and is in stores and then got delayed to one week and then another week. Do you have Africa? I actually got the import version of it because oh, when I was at a when I was at GameX in uh in Philadelphia a couple weeks ago, they had an import guy there and I noticed that. From the first day I was there to the second day, Hakuna Matata, the Japanese version of what a wonderful Africa. Phrase. Yeah, um, <laughs> but the Japanese version of Africa dropped from forty dollars to thirty dollars while I was there. Wow. And 
apparently it's all it's it is all in English, so I just picked it up and I don't regret that. It's it's a fun little game. On the Wii or the PS3? Uh, PS3. Oh, I it's want not that so bad. I want that game so bad. All right, so let's move on to the, the news stories. We got four news stories we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, the first one up is that Nintendo is apparently planning on offering uh, for select games WiiWare demos in Japan. What do you guys think about that? Um, I think it's a, yeah, it's about damn time. I think it's about a year and a half too late. And and Europe will get it next year, and North America will get it when the Wii Two is announced. <laughs> You know, I mean, one of the things that, uh, that Iwata said when he announced this was that he really doesn't think that that demos is going to cure WiiWare sales problems, but he felt I guess he felt compelled to try it anyway. And that sort of that sort of attitude kind of makes me think he doesn't really have any interest in demos. He just wants to do it so that people will stop talking about it. Nintendo has historically not really seemed to be a fan of demos. No. Nope. Yeah. And I mean that's why like this move kind of surprises me, but I think it's more like they have to do something. Well, I don't. Th- I think his quote shows that he's not a real big WiiWare proponent. Yeah, and I know a yeah. lot. Of, I know a lot of developers are already singing its praises. I know. Um, I, I follow the Twitter of Over the Top Games, the uh, the development studio that made uh, Nick's Quest, and mm. they they like posted a link to a story about it. And we're like, it's about time. <laughs> well, you know, I know that if I, there are a lot of WiiWare games that I've got an eye on, but I don't want to. Pay ten dollars, play it, and hate it. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, like Lost Winds. Everyone says like a three-hour game, and it's really freaking good. Well, give me a demo, and if it is really freaking good, then yeah, I'll buy it. But well, the only problem with Lost Winds is that the demo would be the entire game. The demo would be so the entire short. game, yeah. But you know, any game yeah. like Mega Man Nine was an insta buy for me. But if I wasn't a Mega Man guy, I'd want a demo yeah. of that. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think Xbox Live Arcade kind of has it the the right way, where they have the demos there. That is that is made or br- made or broke games for me on Xbox Live. There, like, there was some I had no interest in that I played the demo and was like floored by. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, when I I got the R- Turtles in Time Rachel demo on PSN, I was like, eh, it's not the same. Yeah, pretty much same same with me. I know they. they... Mega Man 9 represents one of the few titles that was released both on Xbox Live Arcade and WiiWare. Right. So it's not like it would have been difficult for them to make a demo no, for yeah, the WiiWare version because they already have a demo of the game. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm I'm glad they're finally doing it. I hope it comes over here. If it does, I'm sure they'll be getting a lot more of my money. Absolutely. I tend to agree. Uh, moving on from that story, we have a couple, a handful of stories about the Zelda franchise. Um uh, First up, The Legend of Zelda for Wii, the untitled uh, future Zelda release, has been confirmed to use Motion Plus. And I guess this was pretty much kind of confirmed earlier, but it was still it was still contingent on the sales of Wii Motion Plus as a as a unit. Yeah, um, like I, I mean, that's why when this news came out, I was like that is that really news? Like didn't I like Miyamoto kind of said it at E3, but he didn't like, I think there were some interviews where Miyamoto was like, well, you know, it depends on how, you know, Wii Sports Resort does. And other ones where he's like, we're using Motion Plus, damn it. <laughs> you know, one wonders if some of the Wii Resort games, uh, specifically like archery, were implemented in Wii uh, Sports Resort kind of as a test for how it would Well, work I remember with uh, sword, sword Play and Archery, I know Miyamoto said yeah. with both of those that keep an eye on them. 
Yeah. You know, if you're interested in a Zelda with Motion Plus, keep an eye on those two modes, as you'll probably see something similar to that. Maybe Zelda, Zelda will game. get a uh, magical frisbee in the next game. Oh, that <laughs> disc armor, maybe. There you go. Hey, that would be kind of cool, like a Rygar yeah. thing. Yeah. Too bad that Rygar game was apparently ass. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I just got uh, Wii Sports Resort uh, about a week ago or so. I talked about it on RFN last week, and I gotta say, the, the way they've implemented sword fighting in Wii Sports Resort is not good enough for a Zelda title, no, in my opinion, right yeah. now. There's too much flailing. They would need to do some serious tweaking. Yeah, it's a whole lot of flailing. It doesn't really seem to be that good at knowing when you've parried and when you haven't, when you've blocked and when you haven't. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's still a lot of fun, and I think that if you're going to take it into a Zelda game, it really it, it, it needs to still be fun, but it also needs to be a hell of a lot more accurate. Yeah. yeah. So moving on from that, we also have a couple of uh, pieces of information about Spirit Tracks. Uh, one of them is that apparently this game is going to be the supposedly the first Zelda game where you can actually control Zelda. But not really. I mean, obviously there's. Well, I guess it's not the first Zelda game, but like Melee and Brawl, like hello, she's a well, playable yeah. character. <laughs> and even in other ones, I mean, weren't you able to control her? I mean, she's she's also she no, she's on screen. She's character. helping you out, like in Wind Waker at the very end. She's just shooting. Game. Yeah. But but you sure, don't sure. really control her. Her spirit goes up length skirt. And <laughs> yeah, that was a weird trailer. And it goes into the the stupid. And that's a tunic, statue. sir. That's a tunic. <laughs> I'm sorry. His kilt. He's got a kilt. Uh, and then like the, a Scottish Legend of Zelda. I would totally would be, be all I would over buy that. that. I would buy that so fast. He, he'll like eat haggis. <laughs> and you have to blow into the DSI, into the mic to use the bagpipes. Oh, Wait, God. they've got that in the game. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not really Zelda, and that really kind of pisses me off, because I would like to play as Zelda. Yeah, no, when I first heard this news, I was like, oh, that's really cool, and it's like, oh, she's controlling the Phantom, which isn't really that bad. Like, I I, I uh, actually kind of played the demo through uh, less jaded eyes, because I definitely had jaded eyes at E3 about this game. Who had and I jaded played it at, eyes, I, sir? Please. I think, I think you did, most of all, <laughs> but you helped color my color my eyes a different color. Oh, interesting. Like, uh, maybe rose-colored glasses, They're because you were just like, it's ass. But, I mean, the, the train section was inexcusably boring. But anyway, like, I enjoyed the, the gameplay with the Phantom. But, I mean, it's just like, well, I don't know really why, like, okay, Zelda controls it. I guess maybe there's some sort of story explanation for it that'll be cool. But, I mean, whatever. Zelda's body gets, I don't know. What are they going to do the, with it this time? They'll turn it into stone like they did in the other one. Yeah. Well, and there's also the spirit pipes, which I guess are bagpipes that you blow into the microphone and touch the touchscreen to play in order to unlock dungeons. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're kind of stretching with the musical instruments, and honestly, I have no desire to talk to or blow on my DS. Have fun with Band Hero, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's different, though, because because I have no, no intention whatsoever of playing that game outside of my house. <laughs> right, right. Like I will play that in the com- in the comfort of my own basement where I play regular rock band, and that will you will be- have all that- the windows shut so no one can see you. Absolutely. Have either of you guys played Mario and Luigi Three? Yes. Okay, you know the scenes where you blow into the mic to use Bowser's fire breath. Yeah, that's how you do a microphone blowing. That's what blowing this is going to be like in Zelda, and that I don't like using that because it's not real uh, accurate. Sometimes you'll get a great, and sometimes you'll get an okay. 
Mario and Luigi 3, how they did it, like, just because it wasn't a focus of the game, like, I liked that. It, it kind of, like, I, I, I liked those those big Bowser fights. Oh, I did too. But, I just didn't like blowing but I think, into the I mic. But I think with, Spir- with Spirit Tracks, the blowing into the microphone becomes such an integral part of the game with just different weapons you get, the yeah. stupid instruments and everything. And that's where I think you run into problems. When you have blowing into the microphone, kind of a rare occurrence, it's okay. Sure, sure. They should just make an Ocarina DSiWare game. That's kind of what I thought when I heard about the Spirit Pipes. I was like, why not make it an Ocarina? <laughs> we did it already in Ocarina of Time. Okay, so I'm going to tie these these next two stories together because they're, they're, they're kind of similar. Uh, both of them are sort of doom and gloom about sales of the Wii and uh, software sales. So Iwata has come out and said that uh, the declining Wii sales in Japan are not healthy. No, sir, they uh, are not. The EA uh, chief executive officer has come John, out and said he's... John been... Riccatello. Yes, John Riccatello. Has, he's come out and said he's frustrated with the fact that the, the EA games they've made for the Wii, which have been pretty well critically received, have not been selling as well as they should based on the install base. Everyone who's listening to this, go out and buy Madden 10 for Wii because it's awesome. Or the golf game. Or Tiger Woods, Tiger or Woods, FIFA, yeah. or Dead Space, or all the other really good games that EA has made for Wii. Boom Blocks, like... EA makes good Wii games. We, we have a pretty large talkback thread in this in the forums. Um, yeah. And, I mean, my, my, my one thing is that I, I, I think that a lot of these, why they're frustrated by these low Wii sales, I mean, I guess comes back to them a little bit because they're not exactly advertising their game, games as vehemently as, you know, Nintendo does. And I think a lot of the reason... Has, of that has to do with the kind of uh, the the crappy economy, and I think it's just they don't have these large ad budgets where it's just like ah oh, Dead Space let's just fucking have it all over Spike TV and everything it'll be great. They don't have the money for this, so they're kind of forced to you know well you know we could put minimal effort into Dead Space it'll sell a little bit it's not maybe it'll sell well we can hope for word of mouth and that's what they do and I think that's what they do with Boom Blocks that's what they do with Dead Space. I mean, that's kind of what they... I think with Tiger Woods and Madden and FIFA, it's more of a known commodity. So I guess in that case, I mean, with Tiger Woods, they did a good job of hyping the Motion Plus stuff, but they kind of, I guess, uh, you know, crap the bed when it comes to marketing Madden 10 as this, you know, this new version of the game, and same with FIFA 10, and how they're, you know, new and different and not like the HD versions. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, I mean, one of the things that I, I seem to recall was intimated by the EA... Uh, by, by, by Riccatello, is that he sort of put some of the blame at Nintendo's feet. Well, it's because Nintendo's games are so damn good. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the that was one of the most contentious things, and and that made the talk bad the talkback thread so long was a lot of people took exception to Nintendo supposedly taking the blame for these low software sales. Well, I I don't know. I think there was a good point made on RFN when I was on is that you know Nintendo really pimps their games out so much. You know, compared to everybody they, they else, know what they're doing. They really, yeah, they they're focused. When we actually, Wii Sports Resort's kind of a kind of a weird one. I haven't seen any TV commercials for that. I don't know if they really needed as much with that. Like, I think they did advertise Wii Sports Resort, and I think the sales show that. But it was kind of just like, oh, new Wii Sports. But the point is, they really advertise the hell out of their first-party games, but they don't do it for anyone else. Yeah, you know, and the other and companies I, I might think, not think, have the budget for it. 
I, I think what I mean, what might be good for Nintendo, at least as far as you know, with them not happy with these sales, is I think they need to do a lot more of that. You know, where they team up with a third party, and even if they don't really have a hand in the game, just help pimp that game, like sure. what they're doing with with Dragon Quest Nine and Ten. I mean, they they've no, they're doing that because that... they know those will be big sellers everywhere. Well, I mean. Really, has has there has there been a Dragon Quest game recently in America that has been off the charts? I don't think Dragon Quest Eight for PS2 really sold amazingly. I mean, I, I don't think they're, they're selling poorly, as evidenced by the fact that we're getting these DS remakes and everything. And I hope they sold well enough because I really want the sixth one. Yeah. But I, I think with Dragon Quest, I think they're they're actually making this this concerted effort to help pimp that in America to give that big sales. And I think. I think they're going to do the same thing with Monster Hunter 3, and I think, or is it Monster Hunter Try? I don't know what the hell it's yeah, called. Yeah, whatever it's called. Well, I mean, if they're going to release a special bundle of the console just for one game, that's, that's, that's pimping. I mean, that's, that's yeah. pretty strong support from, yeah. from the home team. And I think they need to do more of that, especially with EA, who's putting a really friggin' solid effort into the system. Like, I mean, there's one thing to do, you know, they, they did have Motion Plus come out early to go alongside Tiger Woods, and they had the bundle with it, but I know um, from talking to EA about that at different events and E3, like, with the bundle for Tiger Woods, the reason why there's just the bundle for Tiger Woods and not one for that in Grand Slam Tennis has everything to do with the fact that they only had a limited amount of Motion Pluses to even bundle, so mm-hmm. they had to kind of pick sure. their battles, and they figured Tiger Woods would be the bigger seller, I guess, and it was. It sold, it sold me. Yeah, like, Tiger Woods is, is awesome. Yeah, I, I want to get that game, too. Not a big fan of Grand Slam Tennis, but like really like EA's output, especially in the past year on Wii, has been really good, and I, I hope it doesn't take a, you know, a nosedive because of the, the, the lagging sales. If EA can't make money selling Wii software, can anybody but Nintendo make money selling Wii software? I, I, I don't think so. Mm. I think Ubisoft is, is the other Maybe company. Activision? I think Ubisoft is the other company to watch, and Activision as well. And I think, you know, with, with Ubisoft... Um, I think the Rabbids games are usually solid sellers. I think Red Steel 2 is going to be a huge game in Ubisoft's Wii Outlook. With Activision, I think, you know, Guitar Hero 5 sold sold very well on Wii. I think Band Hero, the lead skew, is all, is the Wii version. Um, yeah, I, 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 think that, I think that Activision, you know, that they're, they're reaching success on the Wii, and I think EA is too. I just don't think they're reaching success with everything because, you know, I guess as far as the EA partners, you know, Beatles Rock Band sold very well on Wii. And EA is consistently, um, like, especially in the past couple months, they, they take up easily, you know, half of the top ten in the MPDs. So they're, they're, making, they're making money, at least they're, they're making more money than everyone else, I would imagine. Well, I guess so. EA, EA has to ask themselves if, if they're not happy with the way their software is selling on the Wii, could they be making more money developing software for the other consoles? Yeah. That's that's the question, really, is if they're not happy with the way their software is selling on Wii, would their software be selling better if it was designed for the HD gaming crowd on 360? And, and that's the thing that, like, I, I mean, I'm kind of worried a little bit because of, of how much I, I liked Madden 10 for Wii. And I think there's been reports of there's been reports recently of layoffs at EA. I don't think it's really confirmed who exactly was laid off. But I, think I, like I heard 1,500 people. Yeah, I mean, well, wow. I know I, I meant from like which parts of EA, oh, I and see. I think I think uh, Tiburon, the the developers of the Madden game, who hopped on this year to develop the Wii version, I, I think they lost people, and I hope those people weren't the people that worked on the Wii version, and I and I have a bad feeling that they might be because the Wii version of Madden 10 sold probably the worst out of every version, and that that really yeah. disheartens mm-hmm. me. I, I I loved that game, and still do. I actually played it today. 
They should let go of the people that made the e, made the uh, iPhone version of Madden because it's pretty awful. Oh, God. Mm. But I, I hope that the, like the Wii version of Madden shows up somewhere, and I know they're kind of doing that XBLA and PSN game, uh, Madden NFL Arcade, that is pretty much the five-on-five five mode from the Wii version for HD consoles, which is pretty dope. Interesting. I'm interested in that one. Yeah, I'm going to pick that one. Uh, I'll, I'll probably be I'll probably be picking it up right away. I'll, I'll bust out a PS my PS3 or Xbox for that one. Well, the Wii the Wii sales uh, slow down. I almost wonder if it's just reached uh, the point in Japan anyway. Where people who want a Wii have one. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the case, and I, I mean, I, maybe they're going to try to do the, uh, the, the Apple iPhone approach, or I guess at this point we could say the Nintendo DS approach, where there's like a new version <laughs> each year, and yeah. I think they're, they're reaching this great success with the DS, and even if the Wii sales do die down, and even if it is weak, the DS will still carry them, much like the Game Boy Advance carry them during the GameCube years. True, and Reggie knocked down uh, any hope of a Wii HD Wii. Wait, wait, what? Well, I, just, I, I do want to point out that uh, there was denials of the DS Lite ten days before it was announced. Oh, really? Yeah, so, I believe I believe there there was question of the DSi right before it came out. I I, I think Nintendo is the kind of company where even if they're going to announce something, they're not going to be like, well, that might be the case. It's you know, I know Sony did a lot of that with the PS3 Slim, where before that announcement, they were talking about like you know, we don't report on. They they don't report and the our PSP numbers. Go as well. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was big with Sony was the you know, it's something to look into the future, but we're not working on anything right now. And, and then like a week later, yep. they had the PSP Go. Well, what's you know that is inter- that's a good parallel because, uh, you know the PS3 sales were awful, and then the PS3 Slim launches and bang the sales really pick up. Yeah, I'm very for, curious to see what this year's or th- this month's MPD show for the PS3. Well, what, I mean, I think I think we're getting to a very important time just for the second half of this generation, which is obviously going to be extended, because you know the Wii's is kind of at a point where they need to do something to get their sales back up. That's the PS3 what I'm saying. Is at a point where happen. they're surging ahead and they got to keep that momentum. The 360 is at a point where they need to get momentum too, and I think that's probably a lot of the reason why. If you look at anything related to Modern Warfare 2, Microsoft's name is plastered all over it. And also they have Project Natal coming up. Yeah, which is now pretty much set for a November 2010 release. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I don't I don't think we're going to see a, a Wii HD anytime in the next year or two, simply because it would segment the market. I think we're going to see something from Nintendo. I think we're going to see something hardware related. We're getting. Uh, I would imagine we're getting the Black Wii early next year. I mean, yeah. But is that enough? I mean... I, I, is the Black Wii really going to do anything? I don't think it's going to do much, but I, I think it's I, I think it's kind of a stopgap, and I think we'll probably hear about Wii HD in 2011. It's already out in Japan, the Black One. Yeah, and it's coming to Europe. Right. It's only a matter of time. I think we're going to see it in January or February. PS3 Slim spike sales of PS3s because the one thing that was the barrier from people owning a PS3 was removed. And I don't know that there's been a barrier for people owning Wii. People have picked up the Wii because there wasn't a barrier. Yeah, for and that. I think I, I mean, we'll we'll see it. We'll see if the price drop really worked this month, as far as the drop to 200. And I think that's going to be key as the how Nintendo, what Nintendo does from here. And I think New Super Mario Brothers is a huge, huge title. I think there's a lot riding on it. I do too, but it's not going to sell more than uh, Modern Warfare 2. Well, I, I I don't think God. I don't think the Bible has sold more copies than Modern Warfare 2 at this point. Not yet. Like, like those, those numbers are going to be very scary when they come out, because I think Modern Warfare 2 is going to blow the, blow the crap out of everything. 
Even Halo 3? Oh, yeah. I think it's, I, I, th this launch was bigger than Halo 3. Oh, easily. Oh, yeah. It, it, had, it had broke records for the most pre-orders of any piece of software ever. You, you also have to think with this in Halo 3 is Halo 3 was only for Xbox 360. Yeah. That's true. Well, Reggie's uh, head statement was, New Super Mario Bros. Wii will sell more than one of the systems, Modern Warfare 2. Uh, yeah, and, no, I think and he's, also I think he's worldwide right. sales of New Super Mario Bros. Wii will be better than one version of like the North American release of Call of Duty 2. So in that sense, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that New Super Mario Bros. Wii is is going to be another one of those long tail sales for Nintendo. Oh, it will. And I think it's gonna I think it's gonna sell very well this holiday season because it is it's a marquee title. I know. I mean. Using the litmus test of you know people that I know that aren't really huge gamers, that's really the game that people have asked me about. But also, I think it's going to be kind of like the Wii version, the Wii's uh, Mario Kart DS. Yeah, or or the or the Wii's New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Because New Super Mario Brothers, you know that 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 popped up in the top ten list, I think, like this year. Jesus, that game. And that came bad. out. That came out three years ago. Same with Mario Kart DS. That came out even longer. Much better game. So that's going to do it here on uh, NWR Newscast, Episode 5. Yep, yep. This has been Zach, Neil, and Andy. Hi. Bye. You can check out the other great NWR podcasts, uh, Radio for Nintendo and Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. Those come out every so often, RFN Weekly and Radio Trivia every other week. And we'll, Just about. We'll be, we'll be back in two weeks, maybe a little bit early, to uh, get you something, something well, to listen to while you're driving back home for Thanksgiving. Actually, if... If we have enough people on staff to get new Super Mario Brothers Wii early, I know I'll be going to uh, a New York City event at Nintendo World Store on Saturday, so I'll be getting the game a day early, damn it. My middle and, finger uh, is raised. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I, I would very much like to get a couple staffers together that got the game, maybe on like Monday or Tuesday, and uh, well, probably Tuesday, and um, record a you know a special episode all about new Super Mario Brothers Wii. So oh, excellent. Hopefully, you know, look out for that. I I mean, I think it's it's fun. I know I'm very very excited for this game, and I know it's pretty much the game for Wii. Excellent. Sounds My good. wife so won't play this with me, so it'll just be single player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in, I'm in the same boat, Zach. We should just play online, no problem. Oh, oh burn! <laughs> It would be too hard. There's not enough horsepower. We couldn't include Peach because then we'd have to write a program for her dress. You can you can thank Jonathan Metz for that for for that being brought up at E3. All you have to do is just duct tape one at your GameCube next to the Wii. It'll be it'll be like three and a half GameCubes, <laughs> and then you can there do you online go. play. That... Dude, plug it in. Plug it in like through the bottom. There's all those. Weird ass plugs there. Yep. You know what? I actually, just just uh, I guess maybe a final aside is that you know how in all the past Nintendo consoles there's been all these ridiculous things that like never get used or are used for one thing. Or they keep announcing uh, add-ons that never see the light of yeah, day. Yeah, like like you know how like N64 had those. Like even the original Nintendo have all sorts of weird like ports on the bottom. Disk but the Wii, and... the Wii has none of those. The Wii just has what it's needed, and that's it. And I, I mean, I never, I never really thought about that until right now. It reminds me of Apple. They made, they made as few ports in the thing as possible. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I think it, I think it works. I think so this too. is your power cord, and this is your, your motion control cord, and that's. And this is your, this is your obscured GameCube hub. <laughs> this is your, this is your red, yellow, blue, uh, cord. Red, yellow, green. That's all you get. It's, it's not green, Zach. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That'll do it for here, NWR Newscast. We'll see you next week for uh, the new Super Mario Brothers Wii launch episode, perhaps. And otherwise, we'll see you in two weeks for episode six. Thanks, guys. Yay! All right, later. And you'll be like, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Well, tell me what you want.